0: Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Hey, this is episode 175. That's pretty amazing. I mean, we are going strong here. We're just getting started. We are starting to take the world by storm. I'm getting so many comments from lawyers who listen to this show and I get people who aren't lawyers listening to this show telling me how this is helping them. And I just wanna say thank you so much. Keep sharing that with me. Come join me on Instagram, at dina.cataldo. You know, I, I love hearing from you. Share with me in your stories. Tag me when you're listening. I love hearing from you. Today, I wanna talk to you about predicting outcomes. And I'm gonna share a very simple way simplify your life, get your time back, and be happier. If you own your own practice, I'm sharing a case study that you don't want to miss out on because you could be hurting your business by not predicting outcomes the way I'm going to describe to you in this podcast. And if you don't own your own practice, you're going to want to keep listening too because this episode is going to help you in any area of your life where you might be doubting yourself or feeling indecisive. You're going to learn how to make your brain resourceful. And that means being in control. You're not waiting for circumstances to change in your life. You're starting to question what your brain tells you is true. I'm talking about this topic because I did a a couple very intense sessions with my client, Nancy, and... In our first session about what I'm gonna talk about in this episode was a result that blew both of our minds. I have her permission to share the numbers because she wants you to see what's possible when you do this kind of work on yourself and your business. We did not believe what we were seeing when we broke down the numbers to to predict an outcome that she had been ruminating over her business and worrying over her business and almost sabotaged herself because she was so in her brain and believing the stories that her brain was telling her. All that happened was that her brain was not being resourceful. It just wasn't being managed in the way we're going to talk about today. And that's the magic of coaching is that you get somebody who's going to help you manage your brain. And so when we sat down to do the work that I'm going to share with you today, It opened up her brain to possibilities she didn't see before. It stopped her brain from ruminating on the worst possible outcome. She stopped worrying about what was going to happen, and she started to be able to put herself in a position to take actions that were going to be the most impactful to her goals, and that is essential. When we're facing what our brain perceives as a problem... Often we get bogged down in overwhelm and fear because we're afraid of something that will happen, that we think is gonna happen, that's gonna have a negative impact on our lives. We're afraid of losing control. Our brain wants certainty. To our brain, certainty equals control, it equals safety. And when we don't have absolute certainty, immediately our brain can shut down. The problem here is, is that our brain is not going to do the work to create certainty. It's just going to keep the uncertainty. It just keeps looping over and over and over again. Oh, maybe I should keep waiting. Oh, maybe I'm not going to be able to do this. It goes into doubt automatically to keep you safe. It's a really masochistic thing that our brain does, but it becomes really unresourceful. And that's why this brain management tactic of predicting outcomes is so important. It will help you become resourceful and really start being the CEO of your life. Our brain is gonna tell us stories. It just does that. Our brain is automatically telling us stories. Now, which ones do we want to tell ourselves? That is the real question. And if you are doing the tactic, the strategy I'm going to share with you today in predicting outcomes, then you're going to be able to see, look, is my brain just telling me a story or is there some fact behind it? And so going through this case study is really going to help you see what's happening there. When we tell ourselves stories, especially the stories about, well, I doubt myself, I don't know if I'm gonna do it, I don't know if this is gonna work out, You know, we just kind of ruminate on these things, we feel horrible. And we can indulge in behaviors that aren't beneficial to our law practice or our life generally. Remember, our thoughts create our feelings. So if our stories, our thoughts are horrible, then of course we're gonna feel like crap, and then we never take the best actions when we feel like crap. We buffer. In other words, we take action to dull the feelings of doubt, worry, overwhelm, any other negative emotion that we're feeling. And that is going to have a negative impact towards our goal. So, here, like for us, right, we're overachievers. We work really, really hard. And in fact, the more we work, the better we feel because we feel like we're more valuable. We feel like we're getting something accomplished but we're not always getting more accomplished when we're working harder, which you're gonna hear today in Nancy's example. And so we might be working more, but we're gonna be doing less impactful actions. Another example would be eating when we're not hungry, scrolling social media, shopping online. We might even start something completely new to start distracting us from these negative emotions. In Nancy's case, she wanted to do a 90-day glow-up challenge she saw on the internet, and that was going to take her off track, take her off track of the bigger goal that she had come to coaching with. In coaching, we get really clear about your goal okay we get really clear about where you want to take your life and what is going to feel really good being in alignment with that goal and so we address the whole person right whether it's you know the time you get to spend with yourself your family working towards your goal what are the most impactful actions towards your goal We get that clarity because then we can keep our eyes open for squirrels that jump in front of us that aren't necessarily in alignment with our big why that takes us towards our goal. So when we looked deeper at her why, which I always want to dial in, we discovered that the actions that she wanted to take in this 90 day glow up challenge We're going to distract her from feeling disappointed about an outcome her brain was worried about. It was ruminating over. And that worry, that story that she had in her brain, that thought, it wasn't even true. And I'm gonna share what it was in a second, but I want you to know that when we are ruminating, oftentimes, in fact, (laughs) all the time, we're doing it without any purpose. It's not creating any action towards a goal, and it's definitely preventing us from getting what we want. So everything that I just described right now is buffering behavior, right? These are self-sabotaging actions that we can't even see without someone looking at our brain. And by having someone look at her brain, Nancy saved herself three months of spinning out on a goal that she was going to take on to distract herself from the true work she wanted to do serving her clients at a higher level because her brain was telling her a story that it wasn't possible, that it wasn't going to happen, that she was actually moving backwards in her practice. I'll tell you why in a second, don't worry. But this work also saved her from weeks of worrying and wasting time worrying about an outcome that wasn't even a problem. And she's not the only one who does this. We, all of us, spend lots of time worrying about one thing or another that may or may not come to pass. We worry about how a client is going to respond. We worry about whether we made the right choice. We worry about what outfit we're going to wear. And we spend lots of time thinking about these decisions and even simple decisions like what costume you're gonna wear to a Halloween party, so you can imagine how much time we spend ruminating over decisions like how we should be marketing our services, how we should be networking, whether we should hire someone or fire someone. Worry is not a helpful emotion, and I'm gonna show you the magic of the math you can do when it comes to predicting outcomes in your business and in your life. And when I talk about math, I don't want you to you know, bunch up because I said the math word, the M word. We're going to talk numbers in this episode because I'm talking about a specific case study, but what I'm going to share with you is equally important even when you're dealing with subjects that aren't to do with math, okay? So just keep listening on this. So let's walk through the outcome that we predicted, right? The outcome we saw when we use the magic of the math to predict instead of letting the brain just run wild with what horrible thing could happen. Here's a little bit of context. My client is a partner in a firm. She shares an assistant with a couple of her partners. Those partners were saying things like, the assistant isn't gonna work out. Those partners were not inclined to keep this assistant on. Well, my client, Nancy, has invested time in training her assistant to help her organize consults, and this assistant has helped her make more money in her practice. When her brain heard the words that the assistant, quote, wasn't going to work out, end quote, her brain went into overload. Overload. It made that mean that she wasn't gonna be able to keep her assistant because she couldn't afford to keep her on on her own. And this created thoughts like she was going backwards in her practice, which created a lot of frustration. Remember, our thoughts create our feelings. Nancy's brain wanted to distract her from these negative feelings, so it became really involved in a 90 day glow up challenge that had nothing to do with the goals we'd been talking about for her practice. So I'm gonna stop here, because every single one of us has done this kind of thing before, and it's important that you notice when this happens to you so you don't go down a rabbit hole. When you see your brain wanting to take lots of action in a totally different direction than you've been focusing your attention, ask yourself, why? Are you avoiding something? What are you avoiding? It's always a feeling that you're avoiding. And this can often happen when we are making a decision about which area of law to practice, right? Like, what's my niche going to be? Or when I work with clients who are building something on top of their law practice, well, what should I decide to do? What should I decide to to think about? Where should I spend my energy? When you get really focused in one direction and then your brain starts saying, well, let me go in this other direction. I should really try this other area, It's really important to notice this. Because you're an overachiever, you already tend towards lots of action. So this is why having a coach is so helpful because they can nip this in the bud before you waste your time and energy down a rabbit hole you didn't know you were going down and then get refocused more quickly on what you really want. It saves a ton of time. So what my client's brain was not doing was being resourceful. It didn't wanna look at the math of the problem. Math is hard, right? That's what our most of our stories are about math. And that's what we did on our call together. We worked together doing the math instead of letting the brain just ruminate on and on and on. Ruminating is not getting down to the math of a problem. It's unresourceful. But our brain likes to think it's being super helpful by thinking over and over and over and over about a problem without even trying to look at the math. So for example, when a lawyer books a consult with me, I'm listening to their words to understand their thought processes so I can show their thought processes to them. Their brain never goes to the math. Like how much is it worth it to them to get their time back? It never goes there like, oh yeah, totally, that makes sense. So for instance, if they charge in their practice $200 an hour and they get five hours back a week working with me learning, like where they're undercharging, where they're wasting time, they get their investment with me back in under two months. And we keep working together for four months after that. So that's like free to them. It's a no-brainer for them to hire me because they know they're going to get so much more value in our time together. If we take this a level deeper, let's say they want to create more quality time with their family and they learn how to manage their mind so they're not constantly wanting to check their email or distracted about work while they're with their partner. How how much are they saving in divorce fees or in alimony by hiring me? Tens of thousands at least. So this is the kind of math our brain doesn't wanna look at. It doesn't take it to the next logical level. And so that's the math that the client and I, Nancy and I worked with when we were doing the work on this particular scenario. So if you are looking at your own issues in your life, the things that your brain is telling you are problems, start looking at them in a more objective perspective. That way you're doing math, you're putting your brain in a more resourceful place rather than just letting your brain run wild with worry. Okay, so here's the math with Nancy. The very first thing I asked her was, what was her worst case scenario with the assistant? Okay. Her brain went to two places. The first worst case scenario was she couldn't have the assistant at all, that she and then the at, that she couldn't afford it at all. And then number two, the worst case scenario was is that she'd have to pay the assistant's salary one hundred percent, whereas before she'd been contributing about thirty percent. So we took her brain to those extremes. Now, if she didn't have the assistant at all it would not be the end of the world. She could find an online assistant. She would figure out how to train them and get her systems going again. So once we explored this area, she realized this wasn't really a problem. And so, yeah, it'd be work, but she was willing to do that to achieve her goals in her practice. That was what she, her brain was telling her. So then we took her brain to the opposite extreme of paying 100% of her assistant's salary, At this point, her brain froze up when we took it there and it wanted to go into overwhelm. But the result we got when I guided her brain through the overwhelm was phenomenal. We did straight up math that blew both of our minds and her brain could not see it in her unresourceful state. So here's the math in the resourceful state, right? Her assistant's salary is about $90,000. Her assistant helped her with vetting and booking consults totaling a value of about $46,000 annually. So let's pause here. Now her brain could get on board paying one third of the assistant's salary, but it couldn't get on board with paying 100%. Her brain could see it was, you know, worth it in quotes to pay a third of the salary since she was currently making $46,000 more and her assistant was helping her with all of that work. So that seemed fine to her, right? Her brain's on board there. But we kept doing the math to see if it would be worth it for Nancy to hire this assistant full-time. So we got super curious, not knowing the answer to this question. Her brain wanted to assume, without doing the math, that it was not worth it, which is normal. Our brain goes straight to, I can't, or I'll wait and see by default. They're easy answers that don't require concentration and cater to the brain's desire to stay comfortable and to stay safe. Predicting outcomes requires a different way of being, a different way of thinking. Predicting outcomes requires you to be the CEO of your practice, whether you have your own practice or not. It's taking 100% responsibility for all the results you're getting in your life. You go deep, right? You get it done. You are in decision mode. You are in charge of your life. That's what a CEO does. They make decisions, they do it based on math, they don't do it based on emotion. So when we get our brain resourceful, we're not letting the default setting of fear drag us down to some random destination. You get to be in charge when you're doing this work. So we started looking at what would happen if the assistant was working 40 hours a week for her exclusively. Like, what would that look like? What kind of work would she be doing for Nancy? Well, what Nancy wanted her to be doing was do system building, intake, follow-up, outreach, filing, drafting, and more, all totaling about 37 hours, right? And then we were also figuring in, okay, well, let's say, you know, at the beginning you're gonna be spending more time training her, you know. So we ca- we looked at all of this, right? But then we we didn't really know how much this would be billable, so we broke down the numbers there. So the math was about $37,000 of that work that was outlined each year would be billed at the assistant's hourly rate. And that was And that ended up being what, $37,000 total, plus she has the $46,000, which, you know, she's helping, she was helping Nancy with already, like getting all the consults lined up, vetting them. And so that together would be $83,000, but we're not done here yet, right? So $83,000 is great, right? Like that's almost $90,000. It's almost paying for herself. Okay, great. But here's where the magic happened. When we calculated how many more billable hourly work Nancy would be able to do by keeping the assistant full time and taking all the non-billable work off of her plate, she would be making conservatively. $201,000 and $600 more in her practice. Yeah, over $200,000 more in her practice. Yeah. We had to do the math on this multiple times because our brains hurt at the difference hiring her assistant full-time would make on her practice. Over $200,000 more. Remember, the assistant is basically paying for herself by booking the consults and doing work at her own hourly rate too. That means she would be making about, wow, $190. $1000 more in her practice every year, right? Figuring she's contributing to that last $7000 to get her assistant back up to that $90,000 number. And we played with these we these numbers, right? Our brains were both exploding. Her brain wanted to freak out and tell her that her plans were imploding originally, that she was going to go backwards in her business. But when we did the math, it was the exact opposite. Like she needed that assistant to grow. And we played with this number a half dozen different ways. We were playing with using some of the time as taking days off in her practice, more vacation time, using that time for working on her business instead of in it. And she would still be making a healthy six figures more in her practice by hiring her assistant full time. When we allowed her brain to get super curious about possibility instead of shutting down and reacting to the overwhelm and fear her brain initially offered her, we were, be, we were able to predict the outcome objectively instead of letting the brain go down the rabbit hole that all of our brains want to go down naturally. This is what's possible with coaching. Our brains don't do this kind of work naturally. Our default is to go into overwhelm and try to outwork the fear, right? Like just keep working harder and harder and grind ourselves. But specificity kills doubt. When Nancy predicted this outcome with math, she could overcome her brain's doubt and stop ruminating. She could also make an educated decision about how she wanted to proceed, right? Right? Whenever we have an outcome that our brain tells us is in doubt, we can use this work. Our brain will always want to tell us that we could die if we make the wrong decision, okay? That's almost never the case unless you're deciding to jump out of a plane without a parachute. When our brain goes into this default mode, our default emotion is fear, and we never make the best decisions for ourselves based from fear. We want to look at what the worst case scenarios are and ask ourselves, if those worst case scenarios are even true. And we can't do this work in a vague kind of way. We've gotta be systematic and we've gotta look at it objectively, which is not what our brain likes to do. It likes to keep things nice and vague. So if you wanna start managing your brain instead of letting your brain run the show, This is the work I do, I can help you. Book a call with me at dinacataldo.com and click on the work with me tab. This kind of work can be life-changing. It allows you to see possibilities that you didn't know were available to you. This is why I do this work. It helped me see possibilities for my life, and I love helping lawyers do the same thing. Like, doing this work, it was so much fun to be in session with Nancy and look at those numbers and be like, are you kidding me? You take that assistant and you run! (laughs) It was so much fun getting to see the possibility for her. Like, she could make a decision from empowerment instead of worrying and ruminating about whether or not this was even a good decision. Like breaking it down and really looking at it. All right, my friend, I will talk to you next week and have a lovely rest of this one. Bye.